0: An ounce of prevention equals a pound of cure. We've all heard it. We all say it. We all pretend that preventive medicine is the best medicine. But what we are mainly practicing in the United States, and possibly the rest of the world, is reactive medicine. We react to a problem when it arises. So what exactly is preventive medicine? Do we want it? Why aren't we doing it? Hello again. My name is Felix Becker, and I am the Broke Surgeon. This project is my attempt to fix what is broken with our current system of healthcare delivery. I want to dive deep into why providers, nurses, and patients are frustrated by the current state of affairs, how money seems to go anywhere but helping patients heal, and ultimately design a system which actually improves the health of everyone involved. Let's go back in time. Way back Think of a time when uh, humans were a nomad species roaming the earth, scavenging for food, trying to avoid predators. If something were to happen, either an attack by a hungry predator or maybe a lucky brush against poison ivy, the local medicine man, shaman, whatever, would be the one trying to help. In terms of actual medicine, there was no way to prevent heart attacks or strokes, if they even occurred, and This may be very rudimentary and oversimplified way of looking at the origins of medicine, but my point is, it is easy to see how medicine started as a reactionary practice. But over the last century, we have developed a massive array of diagnostic tests and screening tools so we can risk stratify people and reasonably predict probabilities of them developing certain symptoms or diseases. That's pretty cool. And even armed with this knowledge, people frequently don't heed the warnings. And these warnings can be very specific and frightening, such as Huntington's disease. But we have also learned about many risk factors for the development of all the modern diseases which afflict us. Heart disease, vascular disease, many cancers, diabetes. In fact, much of it boils down to our current modern lifestyles. Adjusting our lifestyles by altering what we eat and doing better forms of exercise would go a long way towards preventing many modern diseases. And I don't want to get into the details of what good exercise is, only that your body was designed for more than walking to the kitchen to refill your soda or walk your dog around the block. Now, we know this, and yet we don't do it. Why? A few weeks ago, I was at my daughter's movie night at her elementary school. The kids were fed Pop-Tarts, cookies, juice. After dinner, 20 minutes into the movie, the showing had to be paused to remind all the kids to please stay quiet for the rest of the movie. Now, there is a lot to unpack here, and I'm still trying to sort through it all myself in my head, but a few things we need to address. Yes, there are arguments that feeding kids sugar does not make them hyper. I don't want to get into the physiology of it all because the sugar itself may not be the problem. What does happen is your body craves sugar. And these kids were all there after dinner, so they were fed and didn't need, from a physiologic standpoint, any additional nutrients. But they were given straight sugar. So naturally, their bodies craved more. Because 10,000 years ago, your body didn't know if there ever was going to be more of it. So you might as well eat as much as you can right now. And perhaps more importantly, this all occurred after dinner. So the kids were already fed for the evening. They were exposed to additional unnecessary calories. And we don't even need to get into the idea behind our modern three meals a day feeding schedule here. But so if instead, They had been given fresh fruits, such as apples and oranges, for example. They would have been exposed to sugar as well. But I think most kids would have chosen not to eat anything, not because apples and oranges are not delicious, but because they were already fed. So that was a double whammy that night. Extra calories they did not need in a readily absorbed form. This means fat deposition. And we are a fat country. This is how we are staying fat as a nation. So preventive medicine, to me, has taken on a whole new meaning. Teaching kids how to eat properly. Because if we don't start in elementary school with showing them what to eat, how to eat, and even when to eat, then we all have missed our biggest opportunity at preventing health problems later in life. At preventing health problems later in their lives, later in the lives of our children. Once these kids are adults, they will have to unlearn everything they have ever been taught about food before they can then make better choices. And taught, not necessarily in the traditional sense, but modeled by our feeding schedules and the foods provided in school. Instead, let's teach them the right way from the start. Now, this is a massive undertaking, and I will want to dive more deeply into some of the finer details in the future. And as always, I am interested in hearing your thoughts, comments, suggestions. What do you think? How can we teach our kids to eat better? How can we teach our kids to eat better if us adults don't even get it right? Where do we start? Email me. Felix at BrokeSurgeon.com. Get in touch and let's start figuring this out together. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Please remember that this project is not just about me and my frustrations. A broken healthcare system affects all of us. So I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, comments, suggestions, ideas, and most importantly, your personal experiences. Whether you are a physician, a nurse, patient, an administrator, investor, insurance agent, politician, if you had had contact with the healthcare system we currently have, I want to hear your story. Let's sit down and chat and talk about our current system and what we can do to change it for the better. Until then, ciao.